Hi, everyone, and welcome to Voice Notes, everyday conversations between two businesswomen, one Scottish. Hi, Claire Kelly. Hi, Ali Hart. And one Northern Irish, that's me, Ali Hart. We are communicating to you about the things that matter, and it is so great to have you here. Yes, hi. Thanks again, everyone, for joining in and listening today. Today, Ali and I wanted to talk about veganism and vegetarianism. Yeah, um, it's kind of a broad topic. I think I think it is broader than it used to be. That's for sure. Um, obviously, we've just had I can't say this word. Ali, can you can you say it? Veganuary. So you take out the jam Vegan. and you put in veganuary. Veganuary. Yeah, I still still can't say it. But we're in February now, so I don't have to. No. Um, so I'm sure everybody who's listening either has know somebody who's either a vegan or has taken part in veganuary. Yep. Um, and I think it's it's such a it's just becoming the norm now as well, I think, for people to be cutting meat out, meat and dairy and animal products from their diets. And um, certainly it's something that Ali and I have embraced, not necessarily just for you know the last month um, or so, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's such, such a big thing. We were looking at stats before we recorded today because we do prep now for the podcast. <laughs> um, some of the stats, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty quick sort of look we had into it. But we found that six, there's been a 600% rise between 2014 and 2017. Which is crazy. That's, that's unreal. I mean, I, I didn't get more up-to-date stats. I'm sure if I, you know, look closer. I mean, they'd be even higher. That's so That was three years ago or maybe two years ago. In 2017, there'd already been a 6%, a 600% sorry, rise. Yeah. And, um, in last year, 25% of all Americans between the ages of 25 and 34, a bracket that we are only just out of ourselves, <laughs> consider themselves a vegan or a vegetarian. Um, and that was, that was from The Economist, so I'm trusting those stats as well. But I just think that's unreal. I remember growing up, there were not, it wasn't a thing, was it? It was no. kind of the abnormality, uh, is that the word I want to use? But it wasn't yeah. a place for that. It is, and it's really refreshing as well. You know, I think... Um, you know, I remember, so my cousin who has uh, sadly passed away, she's the first person I remember when we were growing up. She was like a vegetarian. And we were like, what are you? What? What is that? Ah. Like, we lived in the country, you know? So you had meat and two veg basically every meal. <laughs> like when you'd pasta, it was a big, it was a big deal. But yeah. even if you'd pasta, you had pasta carbonara. You had pasta with, you know, meat on top of a cold spag ball. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's really, it's, even you're talking there about the last three years for us, because we would visit the States a lot, you know, New York is so um, multicultural and so forward thinking, mm-hmm. I guess, because it's kind of East Coast and West Coast. Those far points are, you know, pretty open and liberal. And it was really easy to delve in, you know, the end of the streets to somewhere, you know, whether you're in Soho, whether you're in Brooklyn, somewhere that was, mm-hmm. you know, specifically vegan um and you got to like taste cauliflower or sprites which were actually really nicely cooked so it's fascinating that even three years on that is well certainly has filtered into europe much more what what did you find when you were traveling in russia there how was that because so basically to put to put it in context as well i we my husband michael is a geography teacher and um He's a bit more in tune with just a lot of, uh, I guess, from agricultural through to globally and global warming. So we mm. would always have had, 
uh, meatless Monday. Now, obviously, you do, sometimes by a Monday, you're waiting for the chicken nuggets stuck at the back of the freezer <laughs> because you don't have to shop in. But, you know, that, that would always have been something we do. Um, currently, we, we, we certainly eat more white meat, uh, more fish and more vegetarian meals because of the, um, well, with the red meat, that's more gases into the atmosphere because of the yeah. cows and all that it takes to keep them and sustain them. So that, and then Claire, do you want to tell me about your, um, where you are at, at the minute on vegan slash vegetarianism? I know they're, they're two different things, but you know, where are you on that? Well, I became vegetarian last October and it's been something I've been thinking about for quite a while uh, because I'm, I, I'd love to say that I've gone in depth and read about it and the effect on climate change. And obviously Michael knows more than I do. Yep. Um, I'm aware that there is an impact, but, for me personally, I just wanted to make sure I was eating better. Correct. I'm not a great cook. I solo parent the majority of the time. Um, so I was very aware that I wasn't maybe feeding my children as well as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, there was, you know, everything else that I knew. So I think that was what is, was a defining factor for me and just making the change. And I have to say, I absolutely love it. There's, I don't mean when I was doing my marathons and that, I'm like, God, I'd love a Big Mac, but I don't miss anything. And it was, it was, a, I think it was a gradual change for me. It was a change in my own mindset towards meat. Now my children still eat meat. Yeah. Because I don't think it, I wouldn't impose it on them. But yeah, I don't, I know some people want to have a wholly vegetarian or vegan family, more power to you. Personally for me, I want them to have the choice. So I will end up cooking a vegetarian meal and a, you know, a <laughs> savages meal, they call it in this household. <laughs> 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 but they, um, but that, so that choice is, is always there for the family. Um, I have to say, I have been speaking to a lot more vegan people and friends who I didn't even realize were vegan and getting advice from them because I am slowly, I, mean, I love cheese. Me too. Love cheese. Love My own Yes. Yeah. But so I have, but I have reduced them slightly as well. Um, and a few of my friends, because it's obviously so mainstream now, they actually refer to themselves as plant-based, which I quite like more because it's sort of moving away from this whole idea of you are one or the other. And uh, one friend in particular describes himself as 95% plant-based, which I quite like. Like he's not going go hard or go home. It's just yeah. like, this is the majority of what I do. And that's what I love about it now is that everybody seems to be able in some way to be moving towards the society because we are thinking about more things we're thinking about climate change we're thinking about the gases yeah um obviously there's the other side of the argument that we need to promote farming but i think that's a whole other debate that it is and i'm from a family of farmers so i definitely um will always have whole milk in the house and you know will definitely like i still love a steak the only thing was um uh the (sighs) You're, yes, so definitely, it's kind of broken down into a lot of things, isn't it? But this is obviously just our opinions, or my opinion is always mm-hmm. like when you look at it. So there's friends that have been doing it for years and who adjusted their diet and were amazing at finding ways to make certainly veganism work. Whenever the the, the supermarkets weren't stocking it or didn't have aisles that were, yeah. you know, that were dedicated to that. And then there's other people who watch this Game Changer, which I have not watched it because I just feel I don't want to be part of that movement. But a few of the guys yeah. in the gym, one of the big guy, he was, uh, um, he swam in the Commonwealth Games. And he's just a really fit, like he's always fit. He's in this 
50s now, I think. Hopefully he doesn't listen and say otherwise. But he told me about this and then it just seemed to keep a lot of people. But they were doing it from a fitness point of view. From like, yeah. um, So there's that side of it. And then there's also, I guess, does that come in? I don't know if this vanity come in for some people. I suppose not. I don't know. But, you know, some people with their we're saying, oh, I'd rather do that and then I could lose some weight. But that's certainly yeah. not, not. And then there's obviously the environment and animals, people who are in it for animals. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, we used to, where, where we live, we used to keep our own pigs and we kept the pigs for our own meat. Yep. Now, I've, I've, a lot of my friends are like, oh, I can't believe you'd, you'd kill your pigs. But, and we'd stay with the chickens that we had. Um, but we did that. I mean, this probably sounds very strange for a vegetarian to be saying, oh, we used to do this. But the reason we did it is we would rather know where the meat had come from. Totally. The animals that had lived life. So that doesn't bother me. And if I started eating meat again, I would probably would do the same thing because I'd rather know that the animals had been well cared for. Like when you buy your free range eggs at the supermarket, I don't want to get preachy, but the free range terminology that they use for free range, they're not, I mean, if you saw if somehow some of these free range chickens are farmed, it's still not... Yeah, wide open spaces, and it's yeah. Well, it's that's one the of those thing things. with America, um, and hello to any of our American followers. But certainly, um, when we visit, and then any friends that live there who are residents there, who are even from here and live there, you know, we were looking into moving away for a year to New York, and a friend was telling me about like how their diet would be mostly kind of on the vegan slash vegetarian side. It doesn't fall one category or the other, but. They find like yeah. one butchers because so much antibiotics and different things are pumped into. And I don't know if you've ever seen any of those horrible farms like in the Midwest where there's just cows basically on a conveyor belt and they have no life either. And there is, you know, that that side of it. But yeah. yes. So the camp that my kids went to in upstate New York, just following on from you talking about the pigs and. Um, so it's um again when I was 18 I went across there um pretty green didn't really even eat salad I don't know how I got that far in my life and hadn't eaten any salad <laughs> but whenever Ooh, you went to camp um as a as a counselor which is what I was and then my kids went back last summer as campers so when you went as a counselor you were told that Everybody at the table has to try something. So you have to have in a little spoonful of it. And as a mom watching my kids whenever I went to camp for 10 days of their time there, it was really interesting to see because it becomes like a cultural thing where you try everything. But also as an 18-year-old, I was introduced to, well, then it was um, very much there was um, a vegetarian option and there was the meat option. But the, at camp, we I tried tofu when I was 18 I tried all these things obviously now there's just so much more flavor and everything in it but camp still harvests our own chickens so we basically have layers which are the the birds at camp that the kids go and collect the eggs from which my boys love doing and that was one of my first jobs at the chicken farm down the road but um <laughs> the other thing that they do is that they're not called the sitting birds but they're basically birds that we have which we fatten up and then the kids harvest them um okay. which is really fascinating not the kids my young age the older kids so that's the 14 15 mm -hmm. 16 year olds um and there were actually quite a lot of kids that were vegan but um and they're gonna opt to take out they don't have to take part in that but it's a really mm -hmm. good way of showing that as you say this is where the meat comes from um mm -hmm. and they learn how to like it. it's a it's it's kind of fascinating and it's amazing that it's 
part of the world that we have at camp because we we have our own animals and they're so loving and caring. But a friend yeah. of mine was the farmer that ran the whole camp farm um because we have sheep where we get the wool from and then we make um that goes on to the spools in the craft shop and like it's a, a lovely kind of cycle community but she's vegan yeah. so katie is vegan yet she took part in and this was the harvest and there was so mm-hmm. much benefit in knowing that yeah and i think it's a responsibility thing and it's how everybody has their own choice like i said i wouldn't like i was away in russia with chris and he was enjoying these really lovely, like meaty dishes. And it was lovely seeing someone enjoying their food. But just for me now, that's not for that's not for me. And did you, what was the choice like in Russia for you? What was the? I mean, it wasn't great. Okay, lots of potatoes and cabbage. But you know, I've got Irish roots, so I'm <laughs> down with that. Was there red cabbage? <laughs> um, no, uh, there was red. There was there was a good selection of cabbage. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> but it was every, every restaurant I went into um there wasn't very many vegan uh, vegetarian options i don't think okay. i saw any vegan uh, but i wasn't looking okay um but it was but it was it was still there obviously it's a very the the culture there is and the food there is much sort of meat heavier um but there there were choices there yeah. so and you know that and that's the choice i made to be vegetarian like i could have easily you know changed my outlook for that weekend to eat but I chose no like I want to I want to stick with it and the food was amazing so which is really um, cool that you so you're obviously at a place now where you know for me it also comes down to resourcefulness too so my mum got me a new slow cooker and I was thinking there earlier like I do not want to have to go out to the shops again and think of something else and um just a bit like you were saying my kids are having sausages and mash and broccoli tonight and I made because oh, I made the lentil and being chilly a little bit too spicy but it was just so easy and so resourceful it was like spices beans that I had in the cupboard and that to me is really appealing as well yeah I think that's the other thing that I want to talk about as well so it's I think it's all very well and good being um you know eating more vegetables and things but I think we need to be careful where we're getting them from too you know and and sitting and then sitting and I'm getting from like local resources yeah because it's all very well and good if you're getting all um, just eating fruit and veg but sure if your strawberries are getting flown from Costa Rica you know there's there's that side to it well so again that's that responsibility well that's conscious eating isn't it it's like eating consciously and yeah Yeah. I actually have a book um by Sophie Cooks who's an Irish uh chef cook cook um and she started off like cookie dough and that was like a really cool brain child of like you know the way in the states you can get cookie dough and you just slice it up and put it in well she had this great brand over here but she has a cookbook and i love at the back of it because it if you go through the months of the year it tells you what's in season what vegetables are in season so and you've been to my house so we live just around the corner from the i think it's it's like everything we talked about guilt you know before it's trying to Mm. find the fine line that what works for your family and what works across the board yeah it's the whole thing the balls are the balls plastic or glass so i mean now i'm getting our veg delivered from a local greengrocer a local farmer so i know that everything is in season i mean that's devastating for my sons because they love a mango um my so but, you know that I think well, occasionally I'll buy your mango you know and it's all it's I think it's as long as we're all making little steps in the right direction yeah we're all, you well know, yeah because big. I suppose that's the other thing with our planet is you know I remember someone saying oh I don't I don't care I'm going to be gone by that stage anyway but this is our kids we have to think about too you know the planet yeah. they're going to be on yeah uh, if we all took the attitude of doesn't matter I won't be here 
uh, okay. Cheers. I know, I know. Um, on a fitness level, how did you, how have you found the transition? Um, from meat think to meat free. Start with, I was tired a lot, but I think that was down to iron. So I started making sure I was just eating even more sort of spinach and, you know, leafy green veg. Um, especially around my period, I was really drained then because usually when it came to my period, sorry for any male listeners, but deal with it. We get periods. <laughs> um, I'd have a steak, you know, because yeah. I'd be like, you know, I could just want, just want iron. I'd crave that. Um, but I knew I wasn't going to do that. So it was just a case of like, I feel really low. I feel really sluggish. And once I figured out why, I was like, right. So I was taking like spatol and eating more spinach and things. And apart from that, totally fine. And it's not bothered me. Do you take any protein shakes or anything like that? Like pea protein no, or any vegan? No. No, I don't take anything like that. Maybe I should. Maybe I'd feel even better. But, well, just sometimes, um, you know, that I think you'd have to be really specific on it. But certainly, um, yeah. you know, the vitamin, the, the different like proteins and things like that. But it's it certainly feels the body adapts really well. Uh, did you find you were quite hungry at the start? I was. I was. I, but also, um, yeah, I was craving a lot of carbs as well at the start. But then that could just be me because I like carbs. I like carbs. Uh, but one, one thing I'm doing that, the same, remember when I came off coffee and for the first week I was like, oh, Ali, God, I could go to Starbucks. Yeah. But you you're, you just adjust, don't you? Yeah. I'm sure once I start running my training again, I will be like, right, I need more, I need more. Uh, but for the time being, no, no, I'm feeling pretty good. And it's pretty, just like planning good. it, isn't it? You know, I had this weird um, experience with bacon the other day and we have halloumi in now, which I love. And I know that's not vegan, but um, it's a really nice, um, like, salty alternative to it. And, like, pistachios, yeah. I feel like, are a good alternative to bacon. But um, the bacon I cooked was just, I remember hearing a stat about, you know, it's the closest thing to the human body, and that's why we find it so hard to digest. Um, and I, I know, and I just had this really... <laughs> like moment with it where I thought yeah. no so I, I I gave it to the dogs which maybe isn't as bad isn't good but you know it was just two little medallions which again I felt I was doing the right thing taking like all the fat off but yeah. um yeah it's it's about planning and variation isn't it because if you keep it varied mm. and for me being an artist it's definitely about mm. color on my plate which is really lovely yes absolutely it's funny you mentioned the bacon. Remember how sick I got of bacon last summer? No. It turned me. Well, I'll, I'll tell you off the podcast. Okay, okay. Yeah, because the thing is, there's still a there's still in a time and a place for bacon for me in my life. But just right now, it's a, I would be a little bit of a, what my mom would call a puke. You know, I don't know if you've heard the term puke before. So just someone who like gets a bit turned easily. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's surprising to me that I ever, you know, like I would always like make sure chicken is probably overcooked. Um, yeah, no, sausages, that, yeah. anything like that. I'm, I'm very. But yeah, talking about sausages, so I have like beef sausages from our butcher, which is on the hill. It is, yeah, it's about um, conscious eating consciously and absolutely. And I think the more conscious we all are, the the more we can sort of work towards. I don't know an overall goal. I mean, I still don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm trying to turn vegan. Maybe I will. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that I'm like, I need to be a, a certain way. And I think that's what's really cool about the rise of veganism and vegetarianism is it's the stereotype of somebody who is these things has, has shifted. Really like, just shifted, more, yeah. So it's just really refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it's an unusual thing. It's just, you know, 
I'm just that's just that's just a fact well you'd so. said like off air you know like, people are less aggressive you know now and I think that's a lovely way to put it because like I remember thinking that my cousin all those years ago for being a vegetarian was you know kind of isolated and ostracized you know really pushed out and even being at a dinner party with friends last year and one of the guys was but he was being very strict and we we, had, we were all having food and he was having his and then you kind of think do you know what like everybody can as you say have a choice yeah yeah and we should allow that and that's I think I remember knowing a, a vegan couple who were very sort of hard line about things and it just sort of you could see it putting people off now I didn't care because they weren't overly in my life but yeah. I can imagine when they spoke to people it just turned people away which I think we want to welcome positive change rather than make it so that people think you know what no I don't like you so therefore I don't like x y and z yeah so yeah and like, I do think actually the energy I have you know red meat can really be very heavy and on the body and hard for it to digest too you know so there's that did you yeah. find your energy levels are a bit more steady or um I wasn't a very big meat eater before so I've not noticed like, a huge increase if my diet had been really bad before I'm very meat heavy probably would have and um, I was more sort of white meats kind of girl okay. so I'm probably not the best example and obviously I had quite a lot of energy for the, the sports I was doing um but yeah, I mean, I, def I definitely feel, I feel good for it. I would, you know, I wouldn't yeah. say in any way that I feel, I feel like, like that oh, too. I feel good and a little more, uh, I guess it's all mind body linked too, isn't it? It's a bit more <laughs> deliberate in everything that I do, but yeah, good conversation. It's definitely one yeah. of those things you could talk about and she's like, it's quite exciting to see because it's, uh, there is a level of consciousness for everybody. Yeah, whether you're yeah. in it or out of it, it's definitely an awareness that, you know, the likes of my mom generational is kind of more open to that than you would have thought <laughs> all those years ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just that gradual shift, shift in the zeitgeist. Isn't that what they say? They do. Well, what about uh, what have you learned this week, Claire Kelly? This is our roundup that we're doing at the end of every podcast night. What I have learned is I should always park my car in the exact same area of the car park. Where? In or school? Or I will wander. School, and actually, anywhere, to be honest. Okay. School. Or I will wander round and round, wondering where on earth is my car gone? Um, yeah, for the third day this week, I parked somewhere differently. And could I find my car? No. That's me. I get that. I understand that. <laughs> Every time. So, yeah, that's my lesson for the week. Park in one spot. Brilliant. What about yourself? Uh, well, mine is... Um, I learned a lot about Kickstarter that today. So that's whenever you have, uh, basically it runs for 30 days and you have a campaign, you have to raise the money in that time. And if you don't hit your target, you don't get your money. So um, I was learning Ooh, nice. about that as a project that I'm doing with um, a guy called Owen Crane. So that was really exciting about a book that we're going to um, do. I'm doing the illustrations for it. So it's a long-term venture, but that I learned a lot about Kickstarter. I didn't realize, you know, the different cuts that they take and all the time scales. So that's what I learned. Oh, you are so much more highbrow than I am. I just can't find my car. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be swings and roundabouts with every episode. I think it'll be my turn next time to be the, the fickler, the more oh, fickle of the two. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. And as ever, you can get in touch. And if you have any opinions on what we've been speaking about today, we're happy to hear them too. You can find us on Instagram at Voice Notes Podcast. Our website is 
voicenotesthepodcast.co.uk. You can email us at voicenotesthepodcast at gmail.com. Brilliant. Yeah. We hope that you're enjoying um, how we communicate to you and how we communicate with each other. And that's through voice notes. And we are so happy that you listen. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.